And it's time for the weekly Q&A that we call Splunk Talk. Episode number 61, recorded Friday, October 21st, 2011. Game, set, match. This episode is like one giant what did Wild learn this week. Yeah, you'll see. Just have a listen. It's Splunk Talk. Hey, we're back. Maverick, so good to talk to you again. Yes, um, this is Maverick. How long has it been since I talked to you, Maverick? This is Maverick, and uh, it's been... Um, like did I minutes. say Eric? Yeah, I just said it was the Maverick. Talking. Where's Maverick? Where, um, are, where are you, Maverick? I, I am in Dallas... Uh, or Plano, Texas, in the uh, Splunk office. It's in the USA, right? That, that it, and it's in United Texas, States. actually. Yeah, it's in Texas. North Well, Texas. Texas is sort of, there's the USA, and then there's Texas, right? Yeah, we're like the other part of the USA. We are the other USA, yeah. Okay, exactly. Yeah. I think Texas is, you know, uh, quick digression, which this whole show is one giant digression. Rachel, Rachel from Documentation, DJ Pi, mm-hmm. uh, posted something on Twitter today. It was either today or last night. Mm-hmm or Facebook, I don't know, about Texas is a dang big state because she's, which is true. That's true. She's uh, on a, a like a cross-country train tour, I believe. She's still doing it. Yeah, you, you can be in a train all day and still be in Texas, and then the next day all day you're still in Texas. <laughs> no doubt, dude. And then the third day you're kind of halfway, half the day you're still in Texas. Yeah. You, you, might, you, you might get out on the third day. It's, it's like Groundhog Day. You sort of never leave Texas. And that happened to me four years ago. I moved yeah. from San Francisco to Texas, but I live in a, in a town called Austin, and my name is Michael Wild. I'm the Splunk Ninja, and I have. You're a, in Austin. Austin's the mini California. It, it sort of is, and apparently there's a little bit of um, allergy going on, which is strange. So that's what the it's, nasal normal. I was wondering. You kind of sounded like the Blakester right there. The, uh, the, re, the, re, the real Jeff. <laughs> the real Jeff. Yeah, I could whip out my. Um, no, not that. I could whip out my uh, Wisconsin accent, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, save that for a uh, bloopers episode. All righty. So you've been in, wait wait a minute, you've been in Texas for four years now and you still don't have a draw, a Southern draw yet? No, but I do, uh, it comes out now and then. And I do like using the word y'all. Oh, you are using I really like the word y'all because it is just such a convenient sort of grouping of people in a very non-gender way. That's a very Texas And I'm not a PC thing. person at all. Yeah. So F y'all. Okay. In, in, <laughs> you use the word fixing? Do you do that now? Hand uh, I haven't those? yet, but I also do. I don't think you can properly use the word fixing mm-hmm. uh, unless you really have an accent, honestly. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. Because yeah, well, I, like when I was in the Marines many, many <laughs> years ago, one of my roommates was uh, he was from Killeen, Texas, and he was an African-American man. And uh, he was a gangster. No, he wasn't a gangster. He was a pimp. I swear this dude was a pimp. And yeah. he, he had a real hardcore, you know, Texas accent. And fixin' wasn't fixin'. It was Finn. Like, I'm finna whip you right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Finn. It was a very refined fixin'. So... Okay, well, um, maybe, we can, maybe we can fit that in the well, episode the, here I, today. Sometime. I think this would be... <laughs> Whoops. Uh, this, would have been, this whole discussion would have been a perfect title for the episode, which is not even related to what we're talking about. But Game, Set, Match is. So today, let's break for the obligatory Splunk Talk. 
So today we're having a discussion. Now, the funny thing about this discussion, and I'm only saying it's funny, uh, just because it's really funny that I don't know a damn thing about what we're about to talk about. Okay. You don't. You, no, I don't. On, you so do. this I whole you, I told episode you is about to be what did Wild learn? No, no, no. I told you what it was going to be about. And you oh, said no, you, no. I know what it's about, but I've never. So Maverick, Maverick comes is like, uh, he probably just learned about these set commands a while ago or whenever, right? Yeah, last month. Yeah. Last month, right? Sure. It's yeah. been a month. We keep bailing on each other to record podcast episodes. But, um, and <laughs> I was like, what? Set? I've never used set. So he decided, we decided we we're going to talk about it. And I looked at the, the agenda today. I'm like, I don't even know what this stuff does, which is good. So let's talk about the set command. Yeah, and okay, you can so teach I'll- me and the listeners all about this, and we can have a spirited discussion. Well, we've already okay. had a spirited discussion, so go, Maverick, go. All right, cool. So, so um, set command. If you're not familiar with it, search if command. You, if you, it's a search command. Okay. That's correct. Which is and you, and, after and, and, a. It, uh, I'm sorry. Which is what after a search command comes after what character? Oh, the pipe character. There we go. Pipe. For all the new folks yeah. on the phone, on the listener, in the podcast, and in your lawnmower. If you hit a right, pipe, correct. you can activate a search command. So there you go. Go, Maverick. Go. Right, but but yeah. In this in this case, though, it's a very specific kind of command. It's different than a lot of the others. We only have a few that act like this, and this is where you you don't do any searching first. You have no part of the search where you search first. You Ooh. put you start off with the pipe character as the first, very very first thing you type is a pipe. Because really what you're going to do is you're going to do the searching all in sub-searches, and then you're going to use these set commands to treat it like kind of like when you draw Venn diagrams and you have different sets, and sometimes they intersect, sometimes they're one inside the other, et cetera, right? Oh, wait, now, so, wait a minute. This is not – now, when you say set, you pipe it to set. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, are you creating – you're not setting something, but are you defining a set? You're defining a set oh, okay, of like, stuff you know, that you want to compare. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like the yeah, set of stuff in, to compare. Oh, okay. This yeah. is this is getting better. Yeah, yeah. So so you start off with the pipe character first, and then space, and you type the word set, and I then you try can, this. I'm listeners. I'm going to try this. Go. <laughs> I'm going to play along at home with my Splunk TV index, which has all the data for this particular podcast. Okay, so educate me. Okay, so so you pipe to the set, and then what you do is you after that you. Uh, tell the set command which type of um, comparison you want to do, set comparison. Like, do you want to do a diff between two sets? Do you want to do a union of two sets? Or do you want to intersect and find where two sets have things in common? Right? So you put either the word diff, D-I-F-F, the word union, or the word intersect. Those are the three that you have available with set with the set command. And then, of course, you follow that with... The two sub-searches, which if you remember from other episodes or you've been doing this, the subsets come between the square brackets. So if you put two sets of square brackets, open and close square brackets, and then in each side of them you put the two different types of searches that you want, then, then the set command will either diff those two, union those two, or intersect those two depending on which one you picked, which one you chose to type in there before the uh, sub-searches. And okay. that's it. It's very easy now, to do. But, but now the possibilities are probably got your imagination going wild, right? Hold on a second. Okay. Now, you're saying I need to do two sub-searches, right? That's correct. Okay, so in this example, like, I'm looking at the screen because we write the things down we're going to talk about every day. So he has an example that says pipe set to diff. And in correct. brackets, um, we're going to, let's say, we're going to look for the 404, uh, like 404 errors and 303 mm-hmm. errors or whatever. You could pick, pick any number of them. 
Correct. And so you're going to have, and then you're going to, a search command, a, a sub search, you usually want to pipe it to fields and send some information back to the outer search. So in this case, it's, you know, in brackets, search 404, pipe it to fields URL bracket. But then you want to do another one. So you're going to do two sub searches or the things that you want to compare, right? Right. So okay. you kind of have to have an idea of the two, which I'm sure if you're listening right now, you probably have an idea. If you were to use a set comparison or a diff comparison like this, you want to, you want to, you know, have an idea already of the types of searches you'd want to do. And you want to simplify it, like you're saying, Michael, to, you know, the final thing you, you pipe to within your sub search is like fields and then whatever the, like hosts. Maybe you want to find all the hosts that are different. So you would type fields host at the very end of each of these sub searches. Um, and then, uh, then the results basically come back independently from each of the sub searches, and then in the set the set command and takes the whatever you want, which is in this case a diff, and it diffs those two, and then the only results that show up are the ones that are different between the two. So it's like the kind of like drawing two Venn diagrams, and you want what's on the outer side so of each of the circles. Four hundred four and three. We'll do four hundred four and three hundred four. Okay. Yeah. Or All right. So we got set diff index equals Splunk TV four hundred four fields. In this great case, we're going to bring back the URI field. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do another sub search index equals Splunk TV 304. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, and then I would set the time is con- the time for what I'm looking at. That's that I don't have to put in the sub search, right? That I can just leave the time picker the way ever it is, right? That's that's correct. It will search okay, both. Cool. Now, now you now you could put the the earliest and latest inside your each search if you wanted uh, to find the same thing but the different time ranges. You could do that, and each of the sub searches would have a different earliest and latest time. You could do that kind of thing as well. It's okay. no 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 restrictions here. You can kind of do it what you want. But okay. what you're talking about is doing it all in the same time range. So you'd pick like last 60 minutes, and sure, you're looking for two we'll different two six. different codes. Because yeah, because you might want to say, show me the hosts that we in the last hour versus this hour, or hour last week versus today, the hour, last hour today, and but the same codes. But you want to see which different hosts are different between the two to see if maybe you have the same kind of trend or something different. It's really part. You can use it for investigation. You can use it for like someone was telling me they they were using this with uh, a customer was telling me they're using it for comparing today versus the day the same day last last week in order to see if they were able to improve the errors. So they expected more errors last week than now. They wanted to see the if there was anything different, if anything else would come back, etc. And the least amount that comes back from the diff set diff then the more they are able to show that they're able to correct things and they're no longer occurring. Oh, you know what? Interesting. So if I look at the docs a little bit more, diff, for example, returns the values of, let's say if we're going to look at URL, mm-hmm. returns the values of URL that contain the string 404 or 303, but not both. That's correct. It's, the, it's, the, it's like the opposite of an intersection, right? Yeah, but in that case, I don't know why a URL would ever, oh, uh, the string 404 or 303. Okay, that's kind of interesting. That yeah, I mean, you, you want to pick the, the value. You want to compare the value, bring back the value that means something to you. So this is a, that's an example in the docs. But like you were saying, you were doing URI or you could do, um, you know, I don't so know. You like for, show me things that, uh, oh, okay. Show me things that have the word failed or show me things that have the word password but not both. Like correct. that. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's correct, yeah. I mean, so 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 it's it's basically taking if you imagine taking the results from each one and then overlaying them. If there's any of them that were duplicates, it would take or any of them that were the same, it would take those out and only show the ones that were in one but not the other. Okay, so we got other ones, right? We got yeah. union. 
Union would be do exactly the only the ones that or actually Union actually puts them both together into one set and puts them all in. It's kind of like an append command sort of, but it puts them all as as far as it's which one, right? Yeah, I believe that's how that one. I haven't used the Union very much, but I think in some cases um, that would be um, it would be able to take the events from either sub search, right? It's yeah, the, that's what it whichever says. whichever ones are the same of each one put them. Or, or you want to put them together as if they were in the same result set. You put them together. And an intersection is the ones that are then the common ones between the two and then filter out the ones that are only in one or only in the other. Take those out. So that's what intersect does. Set You do pipe, set, intersect, and then your two. So in that case, you probably want to do... You, you know, four four and three oh threes are always going to be you know they're not going to intersect. But you might want to do intersect between the same th- let's say four fours that happened this hour versus last hour, and see if you had the same hosts in the last hour versus this hour to see if maybe the same hosts are having the problem or if different hosts are having. The oh, problem. that's kind of interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're investigating, right? So that's I mean, so you have to kind of be conscious conscious of what you're trying to do. And then figure out which one you're going to use. Well, because so. you're, vi- yeah. And the thing I like about this is you're you're evaluating these whole piles of data together. Yeah, and you're putting them like, all right, if things are different between this entire pile, then show me what's different. Or, right. you know, if these are the same, you know, if I get like you said, if you had hosts that had failed password. You know, and then other hosts that had, let's see, what intersect? Well, it, well, it'd be, it could be, it could be maybe trying to find a low and slow. Maybe you're going to intersect a bunch of every every so hour at Monday. You know, to last Monday, this Monday. Um, maybe you're trying to figure out, like, like I see security type things. Like maybe trying to figure out if the same things are occurring. If they're figuring out ways to to stall malware in the same way, yeah, or right, something, right. and you want to see if they're intersecting and if they're the same. Diff would be more like. I want to, like I said, someone was explaining to me how they want to compare a couple things to make sure that things are going away. So when we diff them, um, we should see no, no results. So in that case, and the more the least amount of results, it kind of indicates that things are kind of occurring the same, or I'm able to correct it. Oh, or like because yeah, yeah. last, last time, the last hour, I had lots of them. Now I don't have any. So you know, there's a there's a you know that that could be used either one intersect or diff depending on on kind of the the threshold, if it's positive threshold or negative threshold. Oh, so. yeah. So let's say if I wanted to compare like two different time periods, because usually usually when you're doing a sub-search, you're sending it to something else, or you're doing a search, and that search is going over a single time period. Maybe if you, in, in each of these sub-searches, you chose a different particular time period, let's say this Monday versus last Monday. And mm-hmm. then if you were looking at the intersection where things are common between both Mondays, Okay, I think this is starting to sink in. I will say though, if you look at the docs, you will find a dearth. Yes, Jeff Blake, a dearth, <laughs> superlative word, uh, of decent examples because they're really generic. So that we need to do. I know we're working on Splunk Book for all those who are out there. Yes, we are. My friend David Carasso in engineering R and D is sort of heading that up, which is kind of interesting. Getting a lot of feedback from tons of people. Help from tons of people, so I can't imagine what a Splunk book is going to look like, but it'll be interesting. Well, they've already they've already been interviewing me for it. I've been giving them lots of uh, trying to teach them the concepts, like like what we do on the Splunk talk here and in the docs and the examples, the tutorials. The concepts on how to be awesome. 
Well, no, well, not so much that. I think that's kind of speaks for itself. But I think it's more of the um, the concepts of like how to what steps do you want to do? Like kind of like whenever you're talking about the the search search you know things we're doing here, like you know you were like you were surprised, like oh we get to put a pipe first and then whatever. Because the normal thing right is to do your filtering criteria first and your search terms first, right. then you pipe pipe to the things to then structure and kind of add and augment things and kind of maybe you know further filter out in ways and then finally the last concept usually is your your reporting command to to structure it into a reporting like a table or something or maybe you put it to like fields to just narrow down to only the things you want to see so those concepts those are yeah you might create an alert or something like that off of it yeah so they want to have the chapters in the book to have like talking about those different kinds of like breaking it down to those different kind of concepts so then you can flip to the chapter and kind of learn about that concept and then you can learn to piece together the different the different formulas, recipes, you know, uh, kind of like, like a cookbook, right? That's kind of what it's like. It's a recipe book in a way you know, when you're in, in your mind when you're doing this. It's yeah, that's like, probably more. That's actually really more important on like how to think about solving problems with Splunk. Yeah, like if you if you pick up a book on Thai cooking Thai food, let's say, right? They usually have a whole bunch of chapters in the beginning. Here's the five different you know main Thai sauces you got to know yes. how to make uh, for any dish. Which you got to know these five sauces. sauces. Of make sure you know how to do the fish sauce and you know how to do the you know red curry, yellow curry sauce, do you know whatever. How to cook Thai? Oh, of course. Really? And then oh yeah, and then and then that's what all these books. Such a thing. That's how these books. Oh yeah, I make my own Thai, my own Indian food, totally, at, and freeze. Do you them have one lunches. of those? Tandoori things? No, no, that's all food coloring. That's all. <laughs> no, yeah, the food coloring, that cone? No, yeah, I used to have a, like a, it's a, it's just a, you use a, um, those little ovens that sit on the ground, I forget what they call them, the little uh, hibachi oven, hibachi Right, but that uh, like grill. ceramic sort of. Yeah, they don't, they, 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 even Indian places, I don't think really, do, unless it's really super authentic, don't even really do it in the real oven and they kind of put the powder on it. I mean, it's not, it's just colored red. I don't think they really do it that way. They do it in a regular oven or a stone oven. Yeah, but not that. I'm talking about that. <laughs> you know that cone, that conical. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't thing. have that. It's one, like a lid are, that goes over like, a pan. I've seen. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. That's it. And those are that's like a smoker kind of a thing, grill or smoker kind of a. I know what you're talking I can't about, even but I don't. It. I do not have one. But Although I do have when, the when you search for the word conical on Google, you, fermenter comes up. Okay, apparently <laughs> right. there's a, a, a conical fermenter. Like a still. Like a still. This is just a whole what did Wild learn today episode. <laughs> I'll tell you. So what anyway, the, the so so the recipe, but what would I mean for the recipe go books ahead, all ahead. have all these different sections. So that's what we're trying to do with our book. So anyway, keep going. Go ahead. Wild is what? What yeah, is Wild doing? Um, right now? I will say, I have been playing with four point three, the version that is in it's called current. It's not quite ready for beta. And it is awesome. Well, you're not supposed to talk about it yet. I can tell you that it's awesome. I can't tell you. Yeah, that's true. It it is. And and it's very very visually sexy. It's it's really nice. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. it. There's some really bitching things in it. You're going to like it. I wonder, can you visually draw a uh, a Venn diagram and have all do the set commands automatically? Or I mean, maybe we'll get there eventually. But well, we were visually drawing diagrams earlier about a process that we were working on internally at Splunk. So I don't know. That would be cool. You know, I think that that's. That, I can't wait till. I mean, that's just a matter of time before we get all that kind of stuff. It's just you know slowly but surely. Um, having that kind of where you can drag and drop objects and things. It's your data, you know, but. 
Um, I can see that that day coming soon, but um, that won't be four three, of course. But it'll be no, soon. That'll be probably fine. be soon. Um, but yeah, no, I just but I just thought that this topic was something worth talking about because it's a little unique, it's a little different, and it's it a search kind of, command that I'd really never it, even heard it, of before. Yeah, but you can see how it's really useful. Like 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 I already when now that I'm aware of it, even when I'm talking with customers and, and they ask me, you know, hey Maverick, how do I do these certain kinds of things? And I, I I think about some of the other ways we've talked about previously on other episodes. You know, obviously I think about those things, but then. Now I'm starting to think, well, wait a minute, maybe we can do a diff on that or we can do an intersection. And it, you know, it only works with two subsearches. Like like the, oh, the thing that I think two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The one of the things I wish it would do, and I'm and you know, I'm putting an enhancement request for this, but to to say what if I wanted to do three, you know, uh three different distinct like what if I wanted to do three different codes? Well, I think you could probably nest them and do an append and it, I think I got it to work that way. But it's just I I think it'd be more efficient to have it where you'd say union these three things or like union, the set union probably work better if you had three or four. But but for two, it's still better than nothing, and it and it gives you a lot of insight, especially when you're like I said in the cases where you're not sure what you're looking for, but you kind of know what the thresholds need to be and what the results need to be. It comes in really handy because you can just do it, you can just do it really fast, and then you know. Yeah, it seems reasonable to have it evaluate more than two things. Yeah. Although I mean, the search language within a sub-search, you could do your own evaluation to determine whether something should even be in the set. But, you know, if you drew right. a Venn diagram, there's no limit to the amount of circles that you actually have. So That's that's right. So, it does. So. It, apparently, it also works on less than 10,000 results. Um, and, and actually, that makes sense because a lot of times people get back way too much data. You know, <laughs> you, you may... You, may, uh, you know, if you were looking over billions of web events, you might want to... Summer, summary index on those first yeah. before you reduce them before you compare yeah, them. So. That's, a, that's a whole other topic, a whole other episode probably. just on, I mean, we probably talked about that too in previous episodes and we could probably talk about it again. But you're right, that's a whole other kind of a not really a problem with Splunk. It's just, you know, it, how you think about it. It's a big data. data problem. Yeah, that's why that's why I like this set because it's kind of, it just gives you another concept, another way of kind of thinking about your data and kind of free to free you to think about it and not have to worry about how to do it. It's like once you know how to do this and it's like, okay, now it's another card you can play, another tool in the back, in your tool, your you back know what, belt. Maverick, I think maybe you know. this just kicked off the search command of the week segment. <laughs> because you know i'm looking at the search reference and i talked about this like two months ago like uh, i want to do search command of the week oh yeah and well i, I thought I you were just kind of bring, every yeah, i wasn't i wasn't sure how serious you were about that because it no, is no i was but the, the thing is though for the listener mm-hmm. like we know a lot of search commands but some of them you don't know because you never use like there's a search command called mappy yeah, I never even oh, heard it's of experimental. that. Is that, is that not, a new one? It's experimental and not currently supported by Splunk, but it's in the documentation. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's I think it's related to some Python stuff, but there's a lot of search commands that you might uh, not do. Like, I'll, I didn't know there was one called RT order. It mm-hmm. buffers events from real-time search to emit them in ascending time order. So it seems like changing the real-time search. That's interesting. And then what we usually do is like, I I, we can't go ahead and just read you the documentation because that would be stupid, like I'm doing right now. Is we'll generally try to like go and learn it and figure it out and have a word problem. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's a reasonable thing to do on the show. We'll see if we can start to incorporate that later. So if you want to find out what's going on, Splunk.com/slash/page/slash/events or on the front page of Splunk, there's an events link for things like local user groups. Maverick did one. We're gonna talk. We gotta talk about how that went. 
It went good, actually. Um, we talk about how that went. Um, yeah, they, they uh, the, we had four or five uh, users that stuck around for the whole time. Some came in and had to leave early after they ate pizza or whatever, but um, most of them stayed, and they want to do it monthly. They want to have a monthly user group here in Dallas, which was they couldn't ask for anything better than that. And they all were like, hey, you know, I want to present on this day or present on that day, you know, on this month, on this topic. And we had a good mix. I think everyone, we had a good mix of small to medium to large big data including one of the one of the folks had a 32 indexer terabyte terabyte a day 30 oh okay (laughs) slow down 32 indexers yeah yeah he's maintaining 32 that guy's got more indexers than some people have servers yeah yeah exactly and uh that's awesome And uh, he wants to present to the group on how he did a lot of that stuff. So that's cool. I was really excited to hear about that because then I get to hear firsthand and maybe I'll understand a little more than I than I get to normally. So how in do you my even talk. carry that thing around when you walk? I mean, I like- don't. I have no idea. <laughs> I want. I can't wait till he presents to us on how he did it. And then you know, all the way down to some guys. Some guys were using just like small security use cases. I mean, did and, like I envisioned that going like the Hulk. Like the dude can't even keep his shirt on because there's so much power underneath it just rips off. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. I have Thirty-two indexers. And, what and you grow, got? And, and he's yeah, and he's growing. He's got to add more. <laughs> exactly. He gets angry like, and he's, he's like, like his infrastructure starts to grow, <laughs> and the more indexers come out, and all he does is halt, yeah. splunk, smash. Exactly. So he's totally, totally blitzed. He's obliterating his total uh, errors with Splunk and, and staying on top of it. So we're, so it's it was exciting. It was neat to see. And then also because we're having the Splunk Live this next month in uh, November seventeenth here in Dallas, um, Splunk Live where the marketing people come out and and uh, you know and the uh, food is usually better. Yeah, food is yes. lunch, and then we have working sessions in the afternoon for learning, whatever. They, the people in the group and the user group here were like, we got to market to those people. Everybody should get a flyer to talk about our group so they'll join us, you know, and stuff. And so they That's were awesome. like, our, yeah, I was like really excited for them. Like, cool, this is this is great. So um, so I'm happy that they're all wanting to get together and wanting to market themselves and get more people in the group and eventually have bylaws and all that kind of stuff, you know, and governing. No, no laws, <laughs> no laws, no rules, no. just participate and talk just and show. share. I, and they, and they, hey, and Austin did, people, <laughs> let's get, let's get another user group going and people who are listening, we should, we did oh, and then, a few months ago. And then one last, one last thing, they wanted, they voted, they all voted to have, we had Cokes, right? Diet Cokes and Diet Dr. Pepper and stuff like that. So they voted to have dark beer next time. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. It's like, yeah, yes. Yeah. Keeping it with the same color. Yeah. As cola, yeah, it's like the true Splunkers want the dark beer. That's cool. True so Splunkers. anyway, um, one last thing I'll say is that we, if you're not preparing, you should start preparing for Splunk User Conference in 2012, which will be at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas next yes. year, September 10th through September 13th. So just putting a plug in way, 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 super early, almost a less than just less than a year from now. But you need to start planning now and figuring out how you're going to get your boss to help you pay or you know let you go to the to Vegas next year to yeah, come see it. People get to spend and you money can come on and, different and things. Can, this would be a good we did have somebody last year go, I get to go to some conferences, not many. This is one that is worth getting out of my desk and flying across the country to if you have to do that. Yeah. And it's nice when people say that. So yeah. That was a very spirited learning discussion. Wild learned some stuff. I got to go use it. Um, Matt, thank you for that, Maverick. No problem. Thank Perhaps you. Perhaps I'll listening. bring some knowledge next time to the next episode. Other yeah, than just, you, you can teach me something next time. How's that? Other than just teaching you how to be funny. 
Okay. <laughs> Sound that sounds like a plan. <sighs> I digress. All right. Uh, how do the, how does how do they get a hold of us if they have questions? If you have a question or comment or suggestion or you just want a free T-shirt, just send your request email to splunktalk at splunk.com. And I'm going to say it. It's my turn. Happy splunking. Because splunk is about to take over.